Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Intergenerational Fairness Day podcast. For those of you who don't know me yet, I'm your host, Lena. And in this podcast, I introduce you to the Intergenerational Fairness Day, a worldwide action day to better protect the rights of younger and future generations, nationally and globally. On November 16th, we celebrated the first Intergenerational Fairness Day, and we had loads of activities planned for you guys. Next to this podcast, our partners at the Intergenerational Foundation hosted a worldwide blog week with loads of articles around the topic of intergenerational fairness. Our partner organizations have been up to a lot of things in their countries too, and if you want to find out more about their individual initiatives, then click the links in the episode description below, or check out our Instagram at Intergenerational Fairness Day. And if you want a refresher on what this podcast is all about and you haven't had a chance to tune in yet, then go listen to our first episode, Introducing Intergenerational Fairness, a Global Movement, where I gave you all a super quick introduction into each organization, the day itself, and the concept of intergenerational fairness. But today, we're delving deeper into the work of one of those extraordinary organizations. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Episode 2, Long-Term Thinking with the Foundation for the Rights of Future Generations. Founded in 1997 by a diverse group of passionate young individuals, FRFG is a think tank and a do tank dedicated to securing a brighter and more equitable future for all. With me today are three key members of the FRFG who will be shedding light on their organization's mission and recent projects. May I introduce Jörg Tremmel. He is one of the founders of the foundation and is now the scientific director here. As a philosopher and political scientist, Jörg conducts research at the interface between philosophy and politics. He is also affiliated with the University of Tübingen, where he currently teaches a course on political utopias. Well, the FFG defines itself as a think tank and an activist group. We were founded by a group of young people who equally represented all political youth organizations at that time. So one founding member came from the Young Greens, one from the Young Liberals, one from the Young Christian Democrats, and one from the Young Social Democrats. What we had in common was a conviction that societies worldwide focused on solving short-term problems with little regard or no regard to long-term intergenerational justice. Politics and society are just obsessed with the here and now, and slowly emerging problems are not tackled in the electoral cycle of four years. Succeeding generations are affected most by today's decisions in the long run, yet their voice is underrepresented in our decision-making process. Jörg, you've given us a great overview of the organization's founding principles. To dig into this further, can you tell us more about the specific policy areas and projects that FRFG focuses on in relation to intergenerational justice? Well, thanks for this question. We certainly focus on the classic fields in intergenerational justice such as um, the environment and the finances. But FFG has also handed out the Intergenerational Justice Prize. The prize money is 10,000 euros, and this is generally um, endowed by the Stiftung Apfelbaum. And for this essay competition, we formulate quite specific research questions in connection to intergenerational justice. For instance, for the first prize, um, we asked... How could the principle of intergenerational justice be enshrined in different constitutions? The third prize asked, at what age should young people be allowed to vote? 
And our next prize will ask how peace on Earth in a nuclear age can be secured. The scientific output, the new ideas and problems, problem-solving methods, are not only published in our journal, the Intergenerational Justice Review, they are also building blocks for policy papers and press releases and books. We encourage young people to engage with these issues, and we send letters to politicians, and we give interviews. In fact, we are in demand. Every year, the young board members and ambassadors of FFG give about a dozen interviews or so. It's fascinating to see how FRFG combines research and action in the form of such an innovative but also constantly changing award. Now, let's dive into the core concept. Jörg, how would you define intergenerational fairness and why is it so important in FRFG's work? I would use the terms justice and fairness just interchangeably here. For me, intergenerational justice means that the members of the next generation have at least the same chances to fulfill their needs than the members of the present generation. Preferably, of course, they would have even better chances to fulfill their needs than we do. But the future for today's youth and next generations doesn't look very bright at the moment, right? Global warming is accelerating. We have the loss of bio biodiversity. Then global security is vanishing and nuclear arms races are speeding up. And we have also new threats such as unaligned artificial intelligence and human-made uh, pandemics. We also have in the public policy domain rapidly growing national debts and eroding pension systems because of demographic aging. Now to address these problems, we need to update national institutions and constitutions. We also need to update our mindsets to pay more attention to the long term. Now that's a clear perspective on the matter and exactly encompasses what we are trying to achieve by proclaiming this first Intergenerational Fairness Day to ensure young and future generations can grow up in a fair, sustainable and safe world. Now, let me introduce you to the second powerhouse that I have the privilege of welcoming from the FRFG here today. Milena Weber is one of the FRFG's ambassadors and she's just graduated from the University of Lüneburg with a Bachelor in Global Environmental and Sustainability Studies and Political Science. Milena, could you share a recent project that illustrates FRFG's commitment to intergenerational justice? Um, of course, thank you for having us. Um, one project I'd like to highlight, which is my personal favorite, is uh, the workshop which uh, we've done uh, four times now. We do it almost every year. It's kind of a mixture between sports and education. So a, a group of like 20 to 40 young people um, go on a hike uh, over several days. And while they're hiking, they listen to podcasts or to sections of an audiobook to a specific topic. For example, this year, the topic was uh, social security and pension politics. Last year, it was um, repositories for atomic waste. And... Um, on the way, we also visit relevant sites on the specific topic and we speak with experts on the subject. And in the evenings, we organize um, kind of like podium discussions um, with experts in which we bring our knowledge together and um, we discuss what we've learned. And yeah, so we've done it four times so far and it's been a huge success every time. Um, the the, the um, feedback was always overwhelmingly positive and it's a fantastic opportunity to get to know people and to expand your knowledge on a specific subject which is relevant to intergenerational justice and fairness um, in a very short time in a very intense way and it's always a lot of fun um, and the, the next one is currently in the works. 
And it's a really, really interesting project as well. And it sounds very exciting. And you always have a lot of young people collaborating and coming on board. And it's such an engaging way to learn about intergenerational justice in various policy areas. Melina, what are the main challenges or obstacles in your view when it comes to achieving intergenerational fairness in policy areas? I think the biggest challenge we are facing right now is the increasing polarization that we are seeing in our society, specifically if you look in Germany at um, national polls in terms of who uh, people would vote for, which party they support most, and the right-wing populist party, the Alternative for Germany, AfD, is currently number two in Germany, which is an incredibly terrifying result. Almost every fourth person in Germany says they would vote for them. Um, and this just kind of shows that, um, yeah, our society is increasingly being split into, into different sections. And, um, this animosity, I believe is a huge challenge for, um, keeping the bigger picture in mind and moving towards common goals as opposed to focusing on the individual. I mean, it's evident that overcoming such challenges requires collective efforts and is crucial to securing intergenerational fairness. So let me introduce my third guest for today. Grace Clover is the newest member on the board of the FRFG, and she used to be an ambassador like Melina. She also works on FRFG's Intergenerational Justice Review. Grace, how does FRFG collaborate with other members of the Intergenerational Fairness Day to promote fairness on a global scale? And can you also tell us more about the FRFG's international initiatives? Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, I completely agree. I think the global scale is something that we increasingly need to promote because many of the issues that we are concerned about, climate justice being one, for example, has to happen collaboratively on a global scale to make an impact. Um, to answer your question more specifically, obviously most recently we've been working in a quite structured way to organise the International Fairness Day, um, which this podcast is obviously for. Um, but then we have also ongoing smaller projects um, potentially not with everyone in the organisation, in the organising group, but with uh, just one or two. For example, um, the Intergenerational Justice Review is um, published by both um, FIFG, but also the Intergenerational Foundation in London. Um, the most recent issue was published on the theme of existential and unknown risks for future generations. And that is published in English, but often has focuses um, to do with Germany or to do with other international contexts. Um, I would also emphasize that we, specifically this last year, since we've been meeting monthly, but even before that, we look for we look to the other members of the group for motivation and inspiration. And I think as we all individually promote intergenerational justice on a national scale, that can be a source of um, source of new ideas, source of new methods on a global scale. So. As each ind individual organization works individually, it's also a matter of collaboration, I would say. Building a global network is crucial for a broader impact. So how can individuals and our listeners support FRFG's efforts to advance intergenerational justice? Yeah, good question. Um, I would say there are two key ways that listeners can support efforts. And one is by supporting the foundation directly. And one is taking on the message of intergenerational justice and advocating it in their own local area. So let me just go into those two ways a little bit more closely. Um, so the first, directly supporting the foundation. Firstly, please, it'd be very great if people could follow us on social media. We also have regular blog posts on the website, um, primarily in German, but also often in English. Um, we have uh, position papers, which 
uh, detail some of our ideas and our, our positions on specific political themes. Um, you can also support our projects with a monthly or one-off donation. You could apply for an internship with us. Um, or you could apply to participate in some of our projects, such as the workshop, workshop, sorry, um, or submitting to the Intergenerational Justice Prize, for example. Um, the second way that I mentioned, um, so taking on the message more generally, you could, for example, write to your local newspaper, you could um, write to a local politician, for example, um, either sharing your own ideas on intergenerational justice or taking on some of the policies that we promote and sharing your opinions on that. Those are two very key ways, um, particularly when elections are coming up, upcoming manifestos. It's very important that we get politicians um, and other public figures to incorporate intergenerational frameworks into their into their manifestos or into activist groups, for example, within the climate crisis. Um, so, yeah, I would say those are the two key ways. If I may jump in here, I'd like to add that we have a Friends of FRFG club. So if you're already a donor, thank you. This means the world to us. If not, please think about becoming one. Currently, many of our projects are yet unfunded. For instance, the next workshop. It deals with the topic of peacekeeping and is scheduled for summer 2025 in uh, Scotland. Now, in addition to what Grace just said, um, we also look for new papers on this topic for the prize handed out by FFG and Intergenerational Foundation. Why is this topic? Well, we know that peace is not only fundamental for um, human flourishing, it's just essential to create an environment for succeeding generations where they can unlock their potential and achieve sustainable development. What we need from all the listeners is to spread the word that there is such a prize for young scholars and that there is a chance to participate and to win up to 10,000 euros. Yes, wonderful. And as this episode is coming out around mid-December, the FRFG is calling for papers. So whether you are an aspiring scholar, researcher, or advocate of intergenerational justice, explore this topic from various angles. If you're passionate about contributing to the dialogue on intergenerational justice, we want to hear from you. All the information about submissions, guidelines, and deadlines can be found on FRFG's website, www.intergenerationaljustice.org. Now, back to the podcast. Speaking of informative writing, Grace, can you recommend any resources or further reading for those interested in learning more about FRFG's policy areas and intergenerational fairness? Yes, of course. Thanks for the question. Um, so obviously, FRFG is primarily an organization based in Germany. So a num the majority of our position papers that we publish are in German. There are a few in English, but I would definitely encourage those for any, any of the listeners who do speak German. Um, these can be found on the website and they're on a range of topics, including uh, pandemics, financial policy, um, youth political participation, for example, voting, um, and um, would give a, an introductory course to that, but then also some more specific detail within a German political context. Um, Secondly, we've also already spoken about the Intergenerational Justice Review, but that is a very good resource which offers generally two or three articles on a specific topic and then often a number of book reviews. Um, the review can be viewed as a, um, an introduction to that book, but then if you read the review and are interested, um, you can then go along and read the book. Um, for example, recently we reviewed um, Roman Krisnerich's book, The Good Ancestor, 
And I would suggest that's a very good introductory piece, also with some more detail. Um, but it, it promotes intergenerational justice as one of a number of ways that we can conceptualise our relationship with future generations and fundamentally make that relationship, but also the world we leave them, more just. Um, that's something I would recommend. Um, the Foundation also has a number of their own publications, again, primarily for um, German readers, but also in English. Um, for example, there's a, a handbook, um, Handbuch Generationengerechtigkeit. Um, a number of other publications can be found on the website, so I would encourage listeners to go and have a look there. Yes, thank you. And all the suggestions will be linked in the episode description below. Now, to round up our discussion, do you see the future becoming increasingly fair or unfair, both nationally and globally? I think that's a very loaded and difficult question, but um, I'll attempt to answer it. Um, I'd say, if especially um, if you look at the last couple of years, um, I'd say overall uh, the world is becoming more fair. Um, for example, more attention is being paid to uh, climate regulation. It's just becoming the, the role of climate change and uh, many intergenerational fairness topics is becoming increasingly relevant on the political agenda, uh, especially on an international scale. One very exciting development, for example, is um, the International Plastic Convention, which is currently being negotiated by the UN, uh, which could uh, include binding limits for each nation uh, in terms of how much plastic pollution they are allowed to um, pollute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of change happening, and there has been a lot of change happening over the last years. However, looking on a more specific scale, on a smaller scale, you do see this rise in uh, right-wing populist states, not just in Germany, but all over Europe as well, all over the world. And this just shows that people are not satisfied with the way the world works and the, the work that our politicians are doing, and they're losing hope in democratic institutions. Um, and so the focus is kind of overall shifting away from helping each other and this view of fairness and justice and more towards um, the individual needs and um, yeah, also very national nationalistic thoughts, which um, so I would say in a way it's becoming more fair, but specifically currently it's, it feels more like a downward spiral for sure. It's true. It does feel like that sometimes, but that's why we have to get the ball rolling now and start looking out for our future. I also had the pleasure to interview a few of FRFG's board members and ambassadors at the FRFG's annual conference in the beginning of December, and I asked them why intergenerational fairness, and more specifically, an intergenerational fairness day, is so important on a national and global scale, and how this will affect our future. My name is Karl-Jörg Luft, and I'm economist and chairman of the Foundation of the Rights of Future Generations. Identifying, evaluating, understanding and managing interests and needs of different cohorts and generation, generations is at the core of intergenerational justice. And this is particularly important during the current challenges we are facing, demographic change, climate change, which is why we need an intergenerational fairness day. Each and every generation has its problems, but it has also its achievements. And this is why we need first and foremost to listen to the elderly and to the other generations to consider their needs and their opinions and their positions. But we also need to find a compromise. But listening is the starting point of 
of creating and starting a debate and finding compromises. And the Intergenerational Fairness Day can be such an occasion during which we um, debate and argue with each other about the current challenges we are facing, um, about the problems we have to master and about the possible solutions uh, we can offer for each and every generation. And we need such a room to, um, to debate and to argue. Hi, my name is Jonas. I'm the new ambassador at the FRFG. I'm working in the field of youth participation and policy studies and studying economics right now. Intergenerational fairness is significant on both national and global scales due to its profound implications for social, uh, social peace, economic stability and environmental problems. It's crucial that we talk about it and it's utmost important that we invite and invent a day for this on an international scale to talk about it. Um, I think it's crucial that we lower the thresholds for young people and for all generations to participate in our global and national problems and therefore it would be very important that we talk about it. Thank you very much. We are slowly coming to an end here, but lastly, Melina, what message or call to action would you like to convey to our audience regarding the importance of intergenerational fairness? Um, so we, we live in very trying, trying times um, and some of us have been more fortunate to avoid um, hardships than others. Um, but if you look at um, current worldwide de developments, such as the migration streams from Africa or um, the effects that the climate crisis have had, had on the world in terms of um, horrible floods, uh, droughts, fires affecting millions of people worldwide, uh, it's safe to say that intergenerational fairness is more important now than it has ever been. Um, and I think it's also important to keep sight of what intergenerational fairness means. It's not just about your own children and your own grandchildren. It's about people everywhere. Um, and I think it's important that we um, we act together and um, we support each other in this in this time. That is wonderfully said and amazing last words. And that, dear listeners, wraps up another insightful episode of our podcast, where we delved into the world of intergenerational fairness and justice through the remarkable work of the Foundation for the Rights of Future Generations. A huge thank you to our special guests, Jörg, Grace and Melina, for sharing their wisdom, experiences and the passion that drives their commitment to shaping a more equitable and sustainable world for all generations. We've journeyed through FRFG's projects, initiatives, and their relentless pursuit of intergenerational fairness. From engaging young minds on intergenerational topics during their enlightening workshop, to the thought-provoking Intergenerational Justice Prize, it's clear that the FRFG is pushing the boundaries of dialogue and change. The message they leave us with is a call to action, a reminder that we are at a pivotal moment in history. Together we can work to ensure that the world we build today is a world that future generations can inherit with hope and opportunity. To all our listeners, if you're inspired by this mission and want to get involved, remember that even small actions can create significant ripples. Connect with FRFG on their website or social media channels, read their publications, or even apply for their upcoming Intergenerational Justice Prize 2024. Your voice matters. Don't forget to stay tuned for future episodes 
where we'll continue to explore topics and organizations dedicated to making our world a better place for all. Subscribe, share, and engage because together we can build a fairer, more just world for generations to come. Thank you for joining us today. This is the Intergenerational Fairness Day podcast. I'm your host, Lena, and remember, the future starts today.